0: Hi and welcome to Let's Talk Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about human trafficking.
1: According to the official website of the Department of Homeland Security, the most basic definition of human trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act.
0: I actually found an article from the U.S. Department of State stating that 14,000 to 17,000 additional people are trafficked into the United States each year. But unfortunately it's not really talked about.
1: It's a hidden crime and some people don't even know that it happens right here in the United States. Human trafficking happens every day. Yeah.
0: I found an academic article written by Nogzi Caleb Kamalu in 2013 that explained human trafficking and the different effects on the United States. He outlined ways in which traffickers can convince a victim to obey to their demands and Um, These ideas include preying on victims that want a better life, um, wanting to leave an unstable household, or even convincing them to have a relationship.
2: Yeah, according to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, 37% of sex trafficking victims who called the national hotline reported that they were trafficked by their partners.
1: According to Courtney Desolate, she is a currently employed police officer for the state of Connecticut. Traffickers lead their victims to believe that law enforcement will um, arrest them or, worse, deport them if they are an illegal immigrant. So if, the law, if law enforcement does catch them, they lead you to believe that you know, you're in danger. But in reality, that's not always true. It's very important to establish a comfort level with your victim because they are telling you some of the most vulnerable and hard parts of their life. It also gives the victim a sense of control, which is very important when you are asking them to tell you so much about their life. In many situations, traffickers are using manipulation and tactics that are going to lead you to believe or lead the victim to believe that they are in danger. And that causes them to be very fearful and not want to go to law enforcement.
0: Traffickers can show overall a lot of interest in you, but later they use violence to overpower you and scare you.
2: The fear tactic is very useful for traffickers and fear is also a large part of everyday life for women. Um, A few statistics I found from a study by Farah and Farah was that 64% of women feel unsafe walking to their car alone at night, 66% feel unsafe when they experience car trouble on the side of the road alone, 50% feel unsafe riding alone on public transport at night, and 53% feel
1: unsafe using elevators or stairwells alone at night. Author Isabel Senchal from Creighton University shares a story of Reyna, who was 15 years old when she got sex trafficked. And this happened when Reyna's family had just moved to a new city. She didn't have a lot of friends, and her and her mom were fighting quite a bit. And so she met a guy one day at the park and got his number. And later that night, Reyna and her mom had a really big fight. She didn't have anyone to go to, so she texted this guy. In the story, Raina calls the guy Jay, and that night he offered to pay for a hotel room for her, and on their way to the hotel room, he drugged her. And when she got there, she remembers feeling very, very woozy and out of it, um, and very lightheaded. And Jay was taking pictures of Raina, and there was also another girl there that night, and After the fact, Raina did not really understand or know what was happening, but um, obviously the next morning, Jay wasn't answering any of her questions, wasn't answering any of the other girls' questions, and so it didn't become apparent what was happening until a week later when Raina had realized that she did get sex trafficked and her pictures had been exploited. Raina explains that she was his next victim and it's so important to spread awareness about this and make sure people are aware of what it is and what it looks like because when she was getting trafficked, she had no idea what was going on because human trafficking is a hidden crime
0: spreading awareness can be beneficial for both the victim just citizens in the community and the, the police i have a story from the article Why Did These Sex Traffickers Only Get a Slap on the Wrist by Christina Costantini, and she explains how a man named Angel Campus Tellez trafficked 100 women across the East Coast, paid $30 for 15 minutes of sex while pocketing tens of thousands of dollars each year, and only received 46 months, which is three and a half years in prison, while Another man that sold was found selling meth got multiple more years. This shows how human trafficking goes unnoticed and victims don't receive their justice.
1: Although it is very hard for victims to receive justice just because of how complicated human trafficking can be, there are still a number of things that police do to look out for human trafficking. According to the article Human Trafficking 101 for Law Enforcement by the IACP Police Chief Magazine, it is, important to, it is important for street level law enforcement officers to become aware of the red flags that might indicate that human trafficking is present in their communities. Some things they look out for is a person who has little or no idea where they are geographically located, an able-bodied person who never leaves home unless escorted, a person who works excessive hours and is fearful of discussing working conditions, a person who is lacking official identification documents, someone who appears to be malnourished, and someone who avoids eye contact, social interaction, and authority figures such as law enforcement.
2: A big motivator for traffickers is money. Globally, human trafficking generates $150 billion in illegal profits every year. Victims are negatively affected by this because they lose money through wage theft because they're not being paid for their labor. And once they seek restitution, which is getting their money back, um, labor trafficker labor trafficking victims earn about 230,000 and sex trafficking victims earn about 150 thousand. And trafficked victims have a lack of remittances, which is sending money home once they immigrate somewhere of about a $60 billion, so they're not able to support their families.
0: As Sylvia was saying, globally human traffickers generate an average of $150 million in illegal profits every year. But the income of a trafficker specifically all depends on who they work for and what jobs they take. According to Spotting the Signs of Trafficking Recruitment Online by Ada Volodko, the author explains that despite considerate concern for human trafficking, it is unclear how far it extends. Traffickers are now able to recruit online and it is easy for human traffickers to advertise a job and post it publicly for people to see. If a trafficker were to put a large amount of money for the job, many people, even people needing money, would jump to take the job and potentially raise human trafficking
1: in the United States. So you may be asking yourself, what can we do to prevent human trafficking or even maybe stop it? And though there's never gonna be a definite solution that is entirely gonna stop human trafficking, according to the article, According to an article by Margaret Henderson, who currently works to address human trafficking to local government officials and has 20 years of experience in human services, shares some solutions that could potentially contribute to the decrease of human trafficking. Some of these solutions include building awareness, developing protocols for reporting indicators of potential sex trafficking situations, and keeping yourself and others informed.
0: As a whole, I think it's very important to just build awareness overall because human trafficking is a hidden crime, as we've said, and it's hard to identify what a human trafficker does specifically, and the you never know if you're gonna be a victim or not, and building awareness can help us potentially stop it in the future.
2: Along with that, um, law enforcement might have to create better methods of finding out traffickers and um, being able to help victims better.
0: I completely agree. I think when, if you're shopping in, uh, at the mall or even in a grocery store and you see the types of character that's displayed by a person, as Maddie was saying, it's, you should identify that to
1: the police because it's always better to be safe than sorry like brie was saying i think that's really important to keep yourself and others informed and you know just knowing what it is what it looks like how to report it what you can do if you see a person that you suspect may be a victim how to tell if they are a victim and things like that and i also think it's really important like i was kind of talking about just developing protocols so if people do see a human trafficking trafficking situation they know where to go they know who to call and they know how to like take care of the situation
2: thanks for listening to let's talk podcast with Bree maddie and sylvia we hope you are more informed on human trafficking and what it looks like thank you